0: Right, we are live, Edward.
1: Woohoo! How's
0: my how's my setup now?
1: You're uh, yeah, you're all right. Can you hear me? Yeah, now now you got your uh, face pressed to the microphone.
0: Yeah, sorry, I've been abandoned. Oh, abandoned, no, I've been what's the word? I've been cast out into the lounge rather than the kitchen because dinner is currently being made, and no one wants to be hearing my dinner being made in the background.
1: Chips making all the noise in the world. Chips,
0: they aren't brizzles. Triple chips. They.
1: I need to bring those back. How? How did you, did you do them in the air fryer?
0: Yep. You don't have to, but air fryer makes everything better, better than the oven. So.
1: I wouldn't go putting my McCain's in the air fryer. Well, they <laughs> would be
0: better if you did, though.
1: <laughs> i love to try it you know i've got an air fryer and after the you know when they were like a massive buzz but two years ago when they first kind of came about and yeah. everyone if if you were anyone in fitness or if you were dieting you had to have an air fryer so i bought one used it about three times for celeriac chips realized celeriac chips tasted like shit and then i've not used it since. how fucking <laughs> dare you i'm sorry i'm in sorry much i but any, celeriac yeah. chips anything you have to drown in like loads of seasoning just isn't worth having like to make it taste half acceptable
0: well for those that don't know or haven't been following me or us long enough my my infamous triple chips are celeriac parsnip and carrot done in an air fryer and then you can stick some some seasonings in you know it works well with smoked paprika or a bit of i don't know whatever you would put on your chips
1: yeah, uh, Nando's Pro Salt, yes, uh, it's what I used to use a lot, yes, oh, uh, yeah, yes,
0: but is that high or low sodium?
1: Well, you'd imagine high sodium means it's salt, but how much like paprika and other things is in there, I, I don't know, I haven't well, looked saying, at makeup. What,
0: what are they allowed to claim?
1: Oh, I don't know. Um, the one I've had is come in a little wooden shaker, so there was definitely no nutritionals on that, so. Mm.
0: Oh, did you mm. steal it from the restaurant by any chance
1: <laughs> no it didn't it was a Christmas present but it, it came in like a, a box as well but I threw the box away in excitement so
0: oh okay um, yeah. what's been happening then mate because obviously the last episode was just myself and Paul
1: the last two have been you and Paul the I think last I've two have been... been me and Paul yeah. yeah it's just been a little while well um, I, uh, I I bought myself a road bike uh, to cycle to work on it's only, it's only 10 miles but there's a couple of hills in there and um i had my first trip out on it today uh to work and back obviously um and i'm not going to lie my ass is in pieces um I, yeah I, more so I than a week in the way of alex uh, no this came Well, this came on after that <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> um yeah it feels like i've had the seats up my ass and not just sat on the seats um yeah.
0: yeah i think if you if if you buy a well, if you use a stock seat from most road bikes, they aren't particularly great. No. Most people have to replace the seats something a bit better because they're not the... I mean, they're not the comfort of the best of times, but, like, when you get a stock seat, um, they're not brilliant, no.
1: No, this one looked as though it would be pretty decent, but it's not at all. But... Thinking back though to like so I uh, had to research when it was, but eight years ago, I used to race, and uh, the seat that I had for that was literally like sitting on a bit of uh, leather covered plastic um it was ridiculously hard, but it it was incredibly lightweight and all that and all that um but uh, I built up like a tolerance to it um I've definitely lost that tolerance over the eight years where I've not been riding a bike um yeah, so hopefully I will build it up. Um, but it's interesting, though, seeing, yeah, yeah, it's interesting seeing, because I, I don't, apart I, from the odd bit of mountain biking every now and then, I don't really ride bike at all, uh, whereas I do lots of running and obviously gym work and stuff. And It's interesting seeing kind of how things are pulling and feeling differently now compared to when I used to cycle before, pre-gym. Um, and how kind of like just being in that kind of bent over position, um, how my glutes are really, really active um from the stretch whereas before that would never ever happen um so it's it, i know it's something i've been working on is trying to um make my glutes work a, a little sort of harder just so i can grow, grow them better basically but yeah when i got to work today my glutes were on like so so active uh which was really really weird um as i was walking around like my my, my cheeks were were tensing um yeah yeah
0: plus you're uh, gonna have an element of novel stimulus that you haven't done in a while
1: well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like my quads were burning, like really burning. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was good fun. It was good fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I just need to ease into it gently, I think, because um, otherwise, I'm not going to be able to sit down for about a week.
0: You always <laughs> ease in gently. If not, you know, you won't be able to sit down a week.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. You exactly. always have to do that. So <laughs>
0: we, me, uh, me and Benny Boy uh, used to do quite a bit of cycling most weekends. Yeah. Well, certainly when we went because we used to play football together. But when we weren't playing football. Um, if there was like games called off, or you know, uh, mid season or oh, not mid season, uh, outside of season, off season, we used to do quite a bit of road biking. Probably get up to sort of fifty miles, or say,
1: yeah, yeah. Stop for breakfast. Um, yeah, it's it's nice. I used to do it with my granddad, so I absolutely loved it because it would just be me and him, or we'd go out with the club, and it's still be you know be me and him or whatever. And um, yeah, we just go off for the day, we'd go off on like a Saturday or a Sunday, and either do an afternoon or a full day. No, uh,
0: yeah, yeah. But the thing is, obviously, me living only i think the nearest coastal line to me is only about 18 miles maybe a bit less so you can actually get to the coast and back quite comfortably on a road
1: bike yeah yeah Means so chips not... chips fish and chips
0: yeah. although although just listen to last week's podcast episode if you haven't already not you as in the listener um it's not a one-time thing they'll always be there just because you've gone to the coast you don't have to have chips in the same way just because you don't have to eat 17 easter eggs
1: well, true, yeah, yeah. Well, I, um, I went to, uh, to Wales over the weekend for Easter, and um, I didn't have fish and chips at all. Um, but I did have, like, three pizzas, though, for some reason. Just everywhere is doing wood fried pizzas at the moment. This seems to be the thing. Um, and just that's all people were serving when we were trying to get food was wood-fired pizza. So I've eaten a lot of pizzas this weekend. <laughs> well, Not I'm, so many Easter eggs, though. I'm,
0: I'm glad the preparation for the photo shoot was going so well.
1: Well, this is hence the Bartik, you know, to burn off pizza.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you might need a bit more. Um, just on a slightly side note, but relevant to this type of conversation. So, quite often, and maybe we should, uh, we about to say maybe we should do an episode. Maybe I did do an episode. I don't know actually. I was going to say about concurrent training, um, or maybe it was just an article I wrote. Maybe it's probably why I'm thinking that. But cycling is the best form of cardio for um, someone that is into weight training as well because it has the least interference effect with with uh, resistance training so
1: yeah yeah i suppose it depends on the only caveat i'd add to that though is depends on how hard you're pushing it how hilly your rides are and um how often you train legs
0: well, absolutely the context is definitely a thing that is need, that needs to be considered, but as mm. I just meant in general, so like running obviously can creates quite a lot of eccentric damage because obviously yeah. you've got the fact that you kind of have to, albeit, well, you have to kind of slow your momentum when you're running that you might not realise when you're running, but every time you hit, your legs hit the ground when you're taking a stride, obviously there's an element of that your muscles are pushing against gravity or the earth to obviously stop you falling over basically, so you have to have those controls. So that does cause this element of eccentric damage. Cycling doesn't do that unless you wear cleats um and then you know cleats obviously shoes that clip to your pedals unless you wear those and then obviously there is an element of because obviously where normal cyclists just push there's no up there's no up motion there is a little bit when you're wearing cleats because obviously you can pull up with the with the shoe as you go around
1: Um, yeah that's the same same reason worse on a fixed wheel bike second mate i find that worse on a fixed wheel bike like that happens more on a fixed wheel bike you pull up more
0: yeah yeah. yeah, when you say fixed wheel bike, do you mean like a, a flywheel bike, like a spinning bike, or something like that? Is that what you mean? No,
1: no, it's in. Um, you can't freewheel, so track bikes use. Oh yes, those like velodrome okay. bikes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So uh, yeah. Um, do they? Do they have cages or something? As in, like, like, so, like a, a fixed wheel bike. Like, I assume is more would generally be more like a BMX type bike or something like that. Or a... uh,
1: no, you tend to really only get them on track bikes. So for mm. um, like the velodrome, but you can obviously use them off the off the oh, track as well.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, you can tell my knowledge of cycling is not exactly brilliant. Is it? <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. that's right. It's
1: brutal on the quads. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: well, yeah, all you've got to do is look at Chris Hoy, mate, to see the I size, or most any of those velodrome cyclists, to see the size of their legs. Um, but yeah, obviously the point is to say that lack of eccentric damage... Um, As well, it means you know, get less likely to affect, cause soreness, have DOMs, and all the other stuff to obviously affect your weight training. You know, some of the contextual stuff you said. So, I just thought it was worth bringing up because some people, um, I've been asked that before, like, oh, you know, doesn't cardio ruin your gains? If you're doing that, doesn't it stop you growing? Well, there is a slight interference effect because obviously the uh pathways of resistance training and um cardio are kind of competing, they do have opposite pathways, but there is some you can do stuff to minimize and a lot of it's going to be in the dose like you say in terms of how much cardio you're doing compared to how much weight training but there's certainly better modalities and cycling is one of them than than others yeah
1: um,
0: i don't really recommend it running
1: but takes uh, longer to burn calories cycling because it is uh less weight bearing and, and all that so yeah,
0: yeah yeah but you can also sit at home on a spin bike or an exercise mm-hmm. bike and just read a book and just pedal away
1: or watch a film
0: or watch a film if you're in the 21st century,
1: yeah. <laughs> Read. what is this? How
0: did um, we get to this point? You are um, cycling, okay. Yes.
1: Yeah, 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 so, um, yes, yeah, because I did think actually when I got back today, I thought, oh, you know what, I'm not going to train legs, but I could happily go to the gym and train, but was it podcast first, you know?
0: Yeah, I like the commitment, I like it.
1: Mm, after I uh, bailed the last, how many weeks? Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, well, you know, we're 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 on a uh, actually that's what, I, what did I say like ninety eight now so this must be ninety nine, holy shit, gee Willikers Batman. we want one episode of hundred.
1: We need to get that hundredth sorted.
0: Well, I've I still haven't even told you that I don't think that my idea. Now you guys can poo poo and we do something different, but I did have an idea and I'm not going to say it now. I'll, I'll tell you off air what my idea was for the 100th special then you can let me know whether you think it's a good idea or not
1: okay um has Richie sorted out his uh, wi-fi yet because he is (laughs) laying the team down Manchester is not in the middle of nowhere you can Uh, definitely get wi-fi
0: exactly although he lives (laughs) in Liverpool but it's close enough um yeah it it doesn't Irishman hate potatoes is probably the correct phrase for this occasion so (laughs) the answer is no
1: well, if we if we really want to get him on, he can go to one of my shops, which is near Liverpool, and we have good Wi-Fi in there.
0: <laughs> know. Yeah, he should. I'll do not. I'm <laughs> going to recommend. No, it's, to be fair, he, he, he might have it sorted now. Um, basically, he wanted to record, I think, this Sunday when, obviously, I'm away. So I said, "I'll oh, shall we wait till we're back from holiday? So he's going to wait till we're back from holiday. So he'll be on soon.
1: 101.
0: 101. Might be 102, I don't know. Probably 101. Um, you know do-
1: what would be novel as an idea for the 100th episode. Go on. All the coaches being on at once.
0: Oh, that would be so <laughs>
1: novel. I no, no.
0: think there's more chance of Manchester United winning the Premier League this season.
1: That means nothing to me.
0: Um, they're already mathemat- in fact they've been mathematically impossible imposs- to do so for a number of weeks. Oh, um, okay. I can't remember the exact I think there's something like 20 I want to say 24 points behind already. Um, bear in mind, there's only three games to go on average. There's a few teams with four, but there's some fixtures tonight and tomorrow, which will clear that up. That means only nine points to play for. So anyone with any t- type of math skill will realise that you can't get 24 if there's only nine left to get. So. Yep, impossible. Yeah, impossible. So. Uh, Unless
1: uh, the teams above them get kicked out of the league well, for okay. something. Yep,
0: there is a slight... Uh, if every other team above them, which is about five other teams, I think maybe even six... Uh, I think five. Can't remember where. I think there might be six places. So if five other teams above them all get fined and have point deductions or something like that. Then I suppose they could.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Probably still lose. Yeah, you to know Another team that will probably go above them, especially after the, <laughs> yeah, <at> the weekend.
1: <laughs> so let's go with improbable, not impossible. Improbable.
0: What else has mm-hmm. been going on then, Edward? Uh, if he's not oh, interested, oh. we will skip over it.
1: Yeah. Oh, I hit a um, a it's not a lifetime pb or anything but you know a pb in a good probably 12 18 months on the old squats yeah, uh, yeah so 120 for five but i was actually i got alex to film it because i was questioning my depth and i some was of the desperately words, so.
0: wanting to troll you on that if i'm honest i, <laughs> I couldn't find anything really
1: significant to troll you yeah with, so well I, done I, sir I, Thanks. Yeah, um, I, I'm glad the the video cut out, not the video that we filmed, but the video um, that went onto Instagram Stories cut out before the last one. I think it only put three on there, didn't it? Um, I thought it might carry over, but it didn't. Um, I thought
0: you were about to say because I did a massive ripper. On the
1: last <laughs> no, no. But the, the the last squat, I uh, I leaned forward a little bit, and it was a bit of a, a bit of a scoop up. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll put it on my actual Instagram at some point. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah nice. so no, that was good. So training's going well. Um, yeah. What about you? What's new in Brisbane
0: Well, the last couple of weeks, obviously, I've kind of let everyone know what's happening in the podcast episodes, and it's been absolutely jack, to be honest. Oh. Not a lot. So nothing particularly interesting has been been happening. Um, anyone was interested in the chat that me and Paul had around summer, going in her bed for the first time, because when we are recording, she was then going in a, a new big girl bed, she had, she's now had two nights in and hasn't tried to get out once.
1: Oh, good. So, so that's um, a bed with no sides. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So, um, You've obviously tucked her in tight enough then.
0: Well, she she hasn't even <laughs> got. She doesn't have a cook cuff. She still sleeps in one of those grow bags. So okay. um, she could easily just wake up and walk out if she wanted or waddle out, I should say. You know, just like trying to do the <laughs> sack race. <laughs> I was um, going to
1: say, yeah, you'd know. <laughs> yeah.
0: But she, now, uh, she could do that, but she hasn't so far. So yeah, um, touch wood. She, she, as you know, Ed, recording she hasn't gone to bed very well tonight so tonight <laughs> might be the night
1: <laughs> might be the night yeah you know, I, I i don't know where these grow bags have come from it's the first time i've seen them with summer and then my niece as well in one now I, i've grown to a, a very healthy six foot and um i didn't have to go in a miracle grow bag at night yeah uh, yeah well you know it's just what, what we do nowadays what, what 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 are they for they, they need to help
0: I, no they're not they don't help grow i think they're called grow bag because they just grow into
1: them oh
0: that's what i'm assuming Oop. anyway
1: yeah so a blanket and a duvet that's kind of Pretty redundant much, yeah yeah
0: I, I think she wouldn't even sleep under a duvet at the moment she's too young i think she'd like even if you put her in our bed and you put diva at her, she might lay there for a minute all smug like oh look at me i'm a grown-up and then within about three seconds she kicks off and goes no no
1: <laughs> to be fair most kids do sleep with nothing on them don't they yeah, uh i don't, a bit I or don't whatever. Like being particularly covered no, oh, yeah. Alex's duvet is the thickest, it's like the thickest duvet you can get um, out of a normal shop And it's honestly like sleeping under a concrete pillar, it's horrible uh, I put a little bit over my manhood just in case anything happens in the night And uh, and, oh, <laughs> and that's it I leave my manhood
0: out in case anything happens in the night
1: <laughs> <laughs> You might get a chance encounter from a robber <laughs> oh, i a robber but whatever floats your boat mate <laughs> uh, Well, you know, a bit of in it sure. you know?
0: Shall we, um, shall we get on to some content? Let's
1: do it. Because
0: obviously we are on a slight time restriction uh, of how quickly your battery counts down. 59%,
1: He's mate. He's
0: stupid and didn't bring his charger home with him.
1: <laughs> I was on my bike. I was trying to save weight. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: um, so, this So uh, today we are going to talk about nutrition claims within marketing. Yeah. And we basically want to discuss what nutrition claim means um, when they state uh, or implies that foods have particular beneficial nutritional property.
1: Yeah. So this is kind of like when you see on the packaging, it's part of like the, it's quite often part of the design now, isn't it? Um, And the branding and the and that where they have the certain claims on them. So kind of the really obvious ones that most people are seeing will be like, say, something like cereal, uh, where it says, contains fiber or high in fiber or uh sunny d uh, contains vitamin d you know stuff like that um that's kind of that's kind of what we're implying because if you see that you go oh high in fiber right okay yeah, yeah, but one, what does that mean um how do they, how can they class it as high in fiber like can I put something in a box and then you go oh it's high in fiber um or when you see like the high in protein so like the weatabix protein uh things like that it doesn't mean that it's got like a big chunk of steak in it what what does it mean um you're on something yeah. there, though what steak and yeah. like that did? Not, not sure i am mate
0: dry not wet like oh, right, Steak okay. with some dry weatabix
1: with a bit of blue cheese sauce over it just to Perhaps. soften up the wheat mix
0: or, or i was thinking maybe a nice spread of marmite peanut butter
1: oh okay you know what i'd rather uh go okay. chips
0: chips yeah
1: okay. <laughs> <Why not? laughs> um, but yeah that's basically what we, we we're kind of uh getting at uh so it's not necessarily the uh most foods on the front now they'll have total calories fat, and sugar or salt on the front we're not kind of really talking about that although if we do have time i would like to talk about the traffic light system that co-op use and how i'm not i am and i'm not a fan of it
0: okay we'll see if we get time
1: yeah it's kind of on the same sort of vein so mm-hmm. cool
0: okay so um I suppose there are, just to add to what you said, there are some brands and companies that are even living off kind of specific nutritional claims or implied at least where you might get like, I don't know, there's so many brands of like protein this, protein that. So not just cereals that you said, but there are now companies that only deal in um, your non-traditional protein goods. So I'm not talking like your protein bars, but the people that only do like, protein balls or um
1: protein cookies that's sort of cookies, cookies yeah. So,
0: yeah. i guess it's kind of like these brands that just you know they're making a protein version of anything um which kind of implies or the it, the, the word protein now has kind of become fashionable and has almost like a health halo effect and that people think oh because it's got protein it must be good for you yeah. now it's partly i suppose peddled by people within the industry especially as well because obviously we do promote so much around how a high-protein diet is beneficial. And yeah, there is some, there's some very much some truth in that, but it's like anything, really. Context and annoyance is very, very important. And it d- just because something has quote-unquote protein in it or high protein or a source of protein doesn't necessarily mean that they're a good source. Um, and this, obviously, you know, you can replace protein and insert any nutrient, really, um, and we'll, we'll go through a few of the common ones, won't we, that we've kind of picked out. Um, shall we start on protein hours? That's kind of where I've led us to. Or...
1: Yeah, so... so... Let,
0: let, do, you want me to, uh, do you want me to read the... Oh, this is controversial, actually. The EU regulations. <laughs> oh, shit. It's yeah, change. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And it's, sorry, it's been an extension. You're allowed to read it. But if you're listening back to this... Then uh... if you listen
0: back to this in six months' time, um, <laughs> the EU regulations on uh, food claims for either protein, so basically high protein or source of protein. So these are two claims, specific wording that you might see used on food packaging, and these are basically this is one of the EU regulations or EU laws that have got, that govern what people can use. So to be a source of protein, the food must contain at least twelve percent of its energy value, i.e., calories, by for, provided by protein. And for high protein, it's 20%. What are your thoughts on that, Edward?
1: Um, I think 20% is... With it being an added ingredient, I think 20% is quite a, an all right amount. So,
0: um, so you have to be added. It basically has to deliver 20% of its energy from the claim provided, i.e. protein.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Well, yeah. So, but no, I don't mean. So, it's added into it. I mean, because it's uh like a, a multi. If if it's a multi uh macro food, then twenty percent. You know, it's not. It's not the end of the world. Most, if you look at most food plates, and it'll probably say that your, you know, twenty percent of your meal should be protein. So that's kind of what what they're looking at there i suppose and most people would look at that like gen pop who you know might not particularly be weightlifters or you know people who gym a lot um and they're just in, interested in a bit of health then they'll probably look at that and go you know what that's all right and yeah it probably is all right but i wouldn't want all my foods to only contain 20 percent of protein i'd still want you know each meal to have a, a good amount of of protein in it that's just protein um, so like having meat or fish or whatever. So
0: let me interject a bit then. So I think, yeah, I kinda of see what you're saying in that twenty percent is a reasonable amount, and if you suppose spread that over to someone's entire diet and they had twenty percent of their total calories coming in the form of protein, I mean you could take an average what's that? So a two thousand calorie diet, you know, quote unquote, you know, your average amount of calories that people should be taking in. Um I say quote unquote people in case you listen. Digest, you know, there is no average, but you know, for mm-hmm. ease' sake, so twenty percent would be four hundred calories of protein, right? Twenty percent of two thousand, so that's a mm-hmm. hundred grams of protein. Um, so a hundred grams of protein, you could argue, might be okay, well, maybe on the higher side, but you know, a higher side would be that may a hundred pound person, because we usually go one gram per pound as recommended. A hundred a hundred pound person's probably not going to be in two thousand calories. So just even working about that way, you're kind of thinking, well, actually, you'd expect someone's uh, protein content to be higher than 20% of the overall diet. In my opinion, it's kind of where I'm going. So,
1: yeah, yeah, for 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 our kind of like how we would work with clients, um, then yeah, definitely. Uh, But I suppose like if I was to look at that and think, right, okay, well, all the say all the females that I've ever coached, not many of them are consuming much more than 100. Of, of protein, but, but then again, they're not eating 2,000 not calories, 20, though, calories, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're eating thirty and 1400 calories if they're dieting, yeah. um, if not less. So, I mean, if they I mean, get
0: getting... our, our protein recommendations for Gen Pop, probably are on the higher side, aren't they? And I guess that comes down to the, the benefits of protein being satiety and um, potentially retention of lean muscle, muscle, uh, lean muscle or lean tissue, I should say. Um, that type of stuff. So I guess maybe they're on the high side and they could probably get away with less, you know, maybe 80 grams, say, for for that type of demographic. But
1: Yeah, yeah. And also, we, you know, you're slightly high ball because, you know, people are probably going to shoot just under it. So then they're actually consuming probably a, a decent amount then. Um, whereas if you said, right, okay, eat 60 grams of protein a day and they only eat 40 then, you're like, oh, well. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you say, right, okay, try and eat 100 grams or whatever then, and nearly the 80 then they're actually eating probably an all right amount yeah uh,
0: plus plus, yeah. plus i guess actually there's i mean i, I don't know how i don't know how you, how you work this actually but there is obviously residual protein which you wouldn't necessarily say is quality protein so things may be protein out of vegetables or protein out of some grains or pasta or type of stuff that you might be eating where they might only be small amounts but if you're counting every gram of protein you have you might only get out of 100 grams of protein might only get 80 grams high quality and the other 20 grams might come from low quality sources that it's just kind of residual protein you've counted anyway
1: yeah and I think that kind of ties in nicely to this as well if it's only 20% of the food say something is like bang on 20% uh, especially if you've added it to the foods as well like your protein Wittybix or something like that then they're not going to be wanting to spend loads of money on adding in protein to the foods Um, so is that going to be a high-quality protein? Is that going to be um, just residual protein, as you say, but just a lot of residual protein? Um, so, um, right, squeaky, mate, squeakerson. Sorry, that's my uh,
0: pop pop filter on my microphone keeps twisting around.
1: I hope nobody's got that sound on really, really high <laughs> <laughs> with headphones on because they are not deaf. Uh, um, but yeah, this is, this is kind of the thing that I always think when people are like, oh yeah, but I'm having you know this thing or that thing. It's like, but the quality of that protein, how good actually is it? You know, How many different amino acids has it got in it? Um, probably not many. And it's probably the cheapest quality because the companies that are doing this aren't necessarily overly bothered about your health. They are more bothered about how many sales they get per month or per quarter um and if they can boost their sales by putting protein on something then they're going to be happy with that um
0: yeah. yeah yeah especially some of the popular products you're starting to see like your protein weetabix like your even some protein bars so they you know they're making protein versions of your your actual standard confectionery bars um mm. what are the sources of protein they're putting in them you know, we did that episode of, uh, a couple of weeks ago about protein quality and protein bars. Well, you know, take the, the protein boost as a prime example. They've basically just swapped the middle crunchy bits, the biscuit bits out of a boost, and replaced it with like Soya crisps. Well, again, it's not the best quality source. So, just to back up Ed's point, I guess you really need to consider the types of protein sources these companies are using um, to assess them for their protein quality because likelihood is they're not using a particularly great source
1: yeah and, and also if you take into account the uh, variability that the, uh, you can have in reporting uh the nutritional values of food as well what is it 10 percent yeah
0: yeah
1: so you take that into account as well and if they've just hit 10 percent with really crappy quality protein oh, you, actually... sorry
0: 20 percent so you mean it's in 20%. terms of the accuracy of labels
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah 20 yeah, yeah. percent exactly yeah so now all of a sudden you're down at like 16 uh, 16% protein, um, and that's if you're, uh, you know, if if you're lucky, because uh, there was a thing. Um, oh, what's it called in the mornings after the news? Then you get the uh, the 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 older lady weather. <laughs> no, 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 on no, no, the on BBC in the morning. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, where you get the you got the news and the weather, uh, and then it goes on to the like the rip off Britain. That's it. Uh, that's what I say it goes on to those uh, rip-off programs rip uh, ripoff Britain and it was looking at the quality and the uh, whether it actually has what it reports it has in it so when like protein cookies and stuff say 16 uh, 16 grams of protein in our cookie and they were measuring it and they had like five grams of protein in so a lot of companies do lie as well um, until they get tested obviously and then get yeah, yeah. and then get over it
0: okay. So obviously, I guess the the taken point on those is just because it says source or high something doesn't necessarily mean it's a good source. Um, I mean, j- just to uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just to underline it, I suppose. If it's still only twenty percent energy, it to be called something like high protein don't read and buy that product thinking that this is a high protein source because it means that only one fifth of that product is from what it's claiming to be. So there must be four fifths of something else. So the 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 actual ratios are far swayed to something different, i.e. carbs and fats.
1: Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also I think people kind of think, oh, it must be healthy because it's high in protein. And you can guarantee it's probably not.
0: No, absolutely not. There's no point that you can't, you can't, you can't claim that, you know, even a protein bar because it's, it's high in protein is, is quote unquote healthy. You know, the health has to be the context of it in an overall diet. Yes, it might deliver some nutrients and some nutrition, but most, most products that are claiming to be high protein that, certainly the products that we're implying anyway, like your cereals and your, your high protein versions of stuff. They, they, they're processed junk food most of them they're probably not particularly nutrient dense and if you're going for a high protein food you should be picking chicken breasts and Greek yogurt and I mean eggs I don't, I don't really call them high protein but obviously there is a reasonable amount of protein in eggs albeit more of their energy comes from fat so you should really say they're a fat source not a protein source but still we want to be claiming you want to be picking sorry high protein sources that are from whole foods so they deliver high nutrient dense stuff but we'll get to that um, should we should we move on to next another one? Yeah. What else did we say we were going to cover? Should we uh do not fat free or low-fat. Yep.
1: Let me just—I'm uh, scrolling up the list so I can be as accurate as possible with what I'm saying. Um. So quite often when things uh, say they are fat-free, they're they're actually not. It's like if you find most uh al- te- technically alcohol-free beers, they've still got like um was it like half a percent of uh, alcohol in them and stuff like that it's like well just how about you just remove it all and just have the taste of beer um but uh, yeah so uh claim that a food is fat free and any claim likely to have the same meaning for the consumer may only be made where the product contains no more than 0. 0.5 grams of fat per 100 grams or 100 mil um and it's quite often then uh, expressed as a percentage, um, so I say it could say there fat-free, fat-free, fat-free. But actually, if you end up having five hundred grams of uh, of Greek yogurt or whatever, and it's supposed to be fat-free, yet yeah, there's a couple of grams of fat in there, you do that two, three meals in uh, over the week, and you know it starts to add up. It does start to add up. I know two grams of fat. You know, it's kind of neither here or there really, but um, it. it It's still misleading um the fact that it says fat free should mean that there is none in there at all uh in my book you are being a noisy bugger tonight sorry just stop stop touching it sorry put it down that's what jenna keeps saying (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um yeah and then like obviously like the low fat stuff as well um in the grand scheme of things low fat could it could mean a multitude of things to many different people um
0: yeah i think i think both of those points so i guess the calories should still be okay so i guess whether it has half a gram of fat or 10 grams of fat if the calories are okay then that's not necessarily so much of a problem unless there is a specific reason why you're looking for a very low fat food which might be reasons i mean we've used a protocol with Carl recently in terms of uh, some refeed approaches and I specifically told him that I wanted to eat almost as minimal fat as possible. So I wouldn't necessarily want be wanting him to pick fat free foods that were fat free. Um, but as long as the calories in check, it's probably not the end of the world for most people. I guess that comes down to the point that we made on the last, um, the health, the health halo effect or the, yeah, the health halo effect, I guess of low fat people think is healthy and low fat means low calorie, which in reality, that is not a given.
1: No, not at all. And, um, Quite often if something's low fat, it's high sugar. And if it's low sugar, it's high fat. Nine times out of ten.
0: Yeah, and the the reason for that is obviously for taste. Mm-hmm. Most, most products or most manufacturers, they don't want to sell stuff, that, or they won't sell stuff that tastes like shit. So if it's got nothing palatable in it, i.e. no fat or no sugar, then it's probably not going to sell very well. So generally this is a marketing ploy that they'll take the fat out of certain foods and replace it with sugar which inevitably then doesn't mean low calorie and we're not demonizing sugar we're not demonizing fat you know this because you've listened to us long enough to know that um there are no bad or single uh bad uh, macronutrients but we do have to worry about calories and obviously if they're then adding other things like low fat yogurts are prime example so you can get some low fat yogurts which are just pretty much made of sugar and only sugar because obviously they've had to make them taste good because they've taken all the tasty fat out
1: Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. And that's something you kind of really have to be careful when dieting. And if you just say, right, okay, well, I'm going to go really low fat on everything um, and that's what I'm going to do to to be my dieting tactic to try and reduce calories. But then you go and smash a whole tub of uh, fat-free yogurt thinking, oh, yeah, you know, that's really filled me up. I've had a whole meal there. Um, But then if you actually check the calories of that, you're probably eating like 1,000 calories worth of yogurt just because um, they put that much sweet, sweet fruitiness in there, and um, and, and just steeps of sugar uh, yeah. to, to compensate.
0: Side note: Fat, full fat Greek yogurt. When you haven't had it for ages, is the fucking most amazing thing. <laughs> oh my god! Sometimes when I've gone to a hotel and they've just got full fat, proper strained Greek yogurt, not this Greek style shit. Proper, mm. and it's and it's obviously like a five to ten percent fat version on my days, I have and think, oh my God, why do I eat this all, all the time? Honestly, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I get that, yeah. Uh, I went through a phase where I had um, Greek yogurt for breakfast every day for like months and months and months and uh, I remember going to a, a uh, stayed away in a hotel and they had it and I didn't even didn't even consider the fact that it wouldn't be fat free because that's all I buy and I just ate it and I was like oh my god this tastes so good and then I looked and I was like ah yes that is why
0: <laughs> it's one of those things where if you consistently have like skinny lattes or you consistently buy fat free Greek yogurt and stuff it's not until you then have it where you think oh my fucking shit I've been missing out on the taste of this for so long it Didn't it just kind of hadn't occurred to me how great this tastes
1: anyway yeah absolutely
0: um Okay, have we got anything else to add on fat? Uh,
1: No. No.
0: I guess, again, just to reiterate, it's the ploy. It's the fat-free ploy, the low-fat ploy. Low-fat, fat-free doesn't mean healthy necessarily. It doesn't even mean low-calorie, which is the point when we say healthy.
1: Yeah, I wish that was a percentage in regards to calories of the product. Um, But then they'd probably get around it and say, I don't know, like, oh, it's just... The grams they they'd advertise it as grams per hundred calories or whatever, wouldn't they, and stuff like that. There's, they're always going to find ways around it to make it seem more attractive. Uh,
0: yeah. Okay. Shall do we? Shall we? What do you want to move on to next? Uh,
1: sodium? Should be sodium. Sodium. Sodium.
0: Low sodium and salt, or very low sodium. Okay. Oh, there's two different. Oh, actually, this fucking has loads. Low sodium salt, very low sodium salt, sodium free or salt free, no added sodium salt. Um, I don't know if there's actually much difference. So, low sodium, uh, a food that claims is low in sodium salt. Any claim like to have the same meaning for the consumer may only be made where the product contains no more than twelve
1: point 12. No,
0: point twelve. I was gonna say twelve grams. Fucking point one two grams of sodium. Or the equivalent value of salt per 100 grams or per 100 mils for waters other than natural mineral waters falling within the scope of the directive 8777-EEC. Ignore that. Um, So we'll ignore the mineral water content one. So uh, very low salt has to have no more than 0.04 per 100 grams or 100 mils. And salt-free or sodium-free should have 0.005 per 100 grams or 100 mils. Um, now, Ed, why, why, why is this even relevant? It's
1: not. Thank you. We move really, on? <laughs> it's not <laughs> because okay. Sometimes your GP, with certain situations, will say you need to reduce your salt in your diet. They'll quite often say that because if you reduce your salt in your diet, the salts that the foods that contain a lot of salt tend to be high calorie foods um and high fat foods quite often typically so your pre-prepared stuff your um over processed foods they contain lots and lots of salt why to make it taste better and to preserve it for longer um so by reducing salt and sodium and the doctor's saying this to you naturally reduces the amount of calories you've got um yeah uh, and and that's that's kind of the, the given if you go to the chippy and say oh no salt today i'm on a diet and then you still have the large fish and chips with curry sauce gravy and mushy peas um then it, it, it's not going to make you any healthier uh, I, I think
0: yeah. i will quote one martin mcdonald where he said salt or changing someone's salt level wouldn't even be in the top 100 things you would do for someone looking to lose weight
1: yeah, yeah. The only, 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 only ever time I've told a client in however many years I've been doing this um, to uh, manipulate their salt intake um, is for, uh, for for peaking for a photo shoot or competition, and that's for vascularity. Um, yeah, I think I it. think that's even then
0: that's a, a, like it's a, a lot of debate in around even for that purpose mm. how, how how much bro science it is or not.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's say it. it's still stretching. It's one of those things. Well, you know, if it's not going to kill you and it's not going to make you worse, then
0: I think the that's the, that's the worry. Is yeah. it, if you if you fuck it up and make you worse, but
1: yeah, yeah. If you end up smashing like ten McDonald's salt sachets before because you don't think you're vascular yet, but it's just because you still got another three kilos to lose. <laughs> I mean,
0: the, the funny thing is, that, so for people that are trying to reduce salt, they're looking to lose weight, kind of gem pop. I mean, obviously, salts a requirement for body fun- for many body functions, but also it's re- it's a requirement for uh, muscle contraction. So, if you're Ooh. into your weight training, and you want to try and get some good pumps in the gym and stuff. You need salt. If you go super low salt, you end up not getting any pumps, and you end up just having shit training sessions.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, and also if you reduce like if you take out all the salt from your diet. um then your kidneys are going to be all over the shop trying to you know does it retain water does it does it not does it and then as soon as you do have something that is quite salty so say you say you like minimize your salt content uh, salt salt intake um for for weeks and weeks and then you have something that is i don't know like a sausage or something that happens to have quite a bit of salt in it because it's heavily processed uh, then you, your body's just going to be like what yeah, and that's you, a really your good water intake that's yeah. a really good point
0: yep. happened car- so you'll have seen obviously in our in our um, private uh, photo shoot community group Carl had a his, so after so one of our well my photo shoot clients um, had his first kind of wobble um, what are we now just under three weeks out so he had his yeah. first wobble at the weekend where they had, he had a barbecue at his house and he won't mind me saying this but he had a barbecue at his house and to be fair, he did all right with the actual barbecue food. I think he had a couple of lean burgers in rolls and some salad, but he lost his way by, he said, he picked out a couple of kids, his kids' sweets and then that led to eating half of Simnel cake and something else. So he had his first wobble and um, it's kind of like a, a bit of a binge, I suppose, is probably the, the, a fair way to describe it. He woke up two and a half kilos heavier the following morning um, and that happened to be check-in morning. And he said, look, basically, don't, don't he said to me, don't be angry with me Um alluding to the fact that something had happened so when i obviously went for all his checking stuff and i saw that he'd had this kind of binge episode um he was devastated that he'd managed to undo two and a half kilos worth of work which is obviously like he's been losing at a rapid pace like averaging over a kilo a week some i think for for the majority of the start i mean he's probably still averaging a kilo a week even now um but he thought that's two and a half weeks done in one afternoon and i was and i was like hmm let's put it into context so What's there roughly seven thousand seven hundred calories in the kilo? In terms of the amount of energy in that in that kilo of body fat, he would have to have overeaten by like nearly nineteen thousand calories that day for it to be body fat. No, I said, did you eat nineteen thousand calories worth of food over that? It's like, well, clearly not. No, so it comes down to Ed's point exactly. It's just sodium, like you say, that can really hinder people's psychology of weight loss and scale weight and stuff like that because obviously if they're restricting sodium needlessly and then do happen to have something high in salt like I said that can just completely kill your your psychology in terms of being able to kind of negotiate the the scale weight or your body weight
1: the classic is Chinese it's just so packed in salt you have a Chinese and you wake up like 20 kilos heavier just because of the amount of salt that's in it yeah
0: Yeah. so so I mean, suppose one carrot we probably should say is if you do suffer from hypertension, then sodium can um, increase obviously blood pressure. Um, purely again because your uh, your arteries and veins obviously a closed system. So when you have a when you do have an increase in salt intake um, acutely, that then draws more water in to balance out the, the the sodium, the osmolality or sodium concentration, which then creates more water in a closed system, which means more pressure. Um, so obviously if you do suffer from hypertension then your doctor might tell you to have a low sodium diet which obviously would be probably a safe or smarter thing to do
1: absolutely and if you've got a blood pressure check keep your salt down really really low for 24 Um, hours (laughs) then
0: there are also some people that have naturally (laughs) higher um, blood pressure so Mm -hmm. you know you kind of we're not medical experts so to you know disclaimer don't do anything we say um, (laughs) ever, ever but Obviously, you know there are some people that just naturally have higher so um high, uh, higher blood pressure. Sorry, which you know you could argue then that might mean that a low sodium diet is not quite so relevant to them either than than someone that doesn't naturally have it. Same way, yeah. pe- some people have genes that ha- ha- naturally have higher blood cholesterol levels. Um, it Doesn't mean that their diet's poor and that actually they're at higher risk of um, heart disease say as to someone else that doesn't have that gene so yeah obviously yeah. just context again is quite important I suppose is my
1: point there before we move on from salt quick question right so why does every person in, that works in a chip shop drown your food in salt whereas if they were at home they would not put that much salt on their food
0: oh right you mean as in why do the chippy people just go sh- shakers yeah uh, I don't know because I'll be honest I don't really salt my food and it, when they do it to mine it's like it doesn't even taste nice to me it's just way over yeah
1: it's grim yeah yeah, I, I never, I always say no, no, thank you, and I'll do it myself. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, mental, absolutely mental. Okay. Um, yeah, okay. Well else? We One of this? life's many mysteries.
0: <laughs> we had. Um, so we've done low fat. Should we go low sugar, sugar free?
1: Yes. Yes, let me just find it on the old list. is Just above. I'd scroll the. Uh, I'd scroll away. If anyone's um, wondering
0: what we're reading, we are actually literally reading the um, EU regulatory guidelines online.
1: Uh, I've got it okay, here if
0: you want me to, rather than
1: the site. Uh, so I've found it now. So, um, so for low sugar. Um, The product contains no more than 5 grams of sugar per 100 grams for solids or 2.5 grams of sugar per 100 ml. So that is low sugar. Uh, sugar Sugar-free must contain no more than 0.5 grams of sugar per 100 grams or 100 ml. And with no added sugar, uh, basically the product cannot contain any added mono or disaccharides other than um, other than food used for its sweetening properties. So sweetener. I hope that means. And Uh, not. Uh, Because that then straight away gets around the fact that you can add sugar to it. Oh no. So no, it doesn't
0: say... I says literally you can't use any mono or disaccharides or any other food use. I'm sorry, heard yeah. Long, yeah. Oh sorry, I've said that. Yeah, yeah. So basically saying <laughs> if sugars are naturally present, then it must contain, it must have the label contains naturally occurring sugars. But then that's that's that goes back to our actually no, we've even talked about that. But it goes back to obviously what we're going to talk around natural and naturally being terms used. Mm. But anyway, we'll, we'll touch on that in a moment.
1: Yeah, so to kind of jump in on that then, so with the no added sugar can be so misleading because people see no sugar. So they think, Oh, well, there's no sugar. You kind of miss out the added bit in your mind when you read it. Um, and you could pick up something that has no added sugar, but the natural sugar content in that could be so, so high, um, that it's worse than a, something that somebody has added sugar to. Um, so Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, you look at our friend Davina McCall's, no added no, or no sugar, she doesn't even say no added, no sugar brownies, where she takes out the uh, sucrose, the white sugar, and replaces it with maple syrup and molasses.
1: Yeah, which is just a naturally occurring sugar, but you can guarantee there's probably more sugar in that than what well, you would have. Yeah, even if
0: she used the same amount, it's like, you do realise they are processed and digested in the same manner as normal table sugar yeah it's the same glucose.
1: stomach
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean all right we can get it start getting into glucose and fructose but for the most part they'll end up being exactly the same so it's a ridiculous concept and this is i suppose this is kind of like why that even the contains natural occurring sugars is a bit of a, a, a fallacy or a mute point because obviously doesn't matter; if it's natural or not. They inevitably will be uh, processed by the body in very similar or the same manners, and it comes down to the actual calorie contents. And th- th- this highlights again what we've said about some of the other points: so low fat. Um, just because it has a specific term which sounds healthy, or it sounds like it's um, productive for your goal, and if you, if you know, we're talking people, the weight loss clients here, then just because says no added sugar doesn't necessarily mean it's calorie free
1: yeah exactly um uh, fruit juice like juices and stuff like that so like your Robinsons or you know supermarket equivalent um this is this is a big one so people that will say no added sugar on it and you can guarantee every single one of them will say that but it doesn't mean that there isn't you know 20 30 calories per 100 mil um, and if you have a couple of you know couple of juices a day five six juices a day or whatever you're adding it to your water you could very very easily be adding in. Uh, quite a lot of calories into your intake uh, without even realising it Uh, Yeah,
0: and that can be the same so obviously that's no added sugars but you taste sugar free and I I said to you prior to recording about sugar free syrups or uh, sugar free drinks necessarily certainly during prep or through dieting phases we start to rely on those things a lot don't we and your calorie consumption can actually be quite high from them given that okay, they don't have to um, where is it they, uh, no more than half a gram of sugars per 100 grams but then those sugar free things okay they might not have any more sugar than that because obviously they're using some non-nutritive sweeteners instead but they only still have to contain 4 grams or less sorry 4 calories or less per 100 hundred. fucking hell, I'll get this right 4 calories or less per 100 grams of the product so if you start drinking like cans of Monster or you know these sugar sweet uh, non-sugar sweetened beverages, they might contain four calories per hundred mils, and a five hundred mil can could be twenty calories as Ed's point around the sugar free uh, squash. Those things soon add up when you then start adding the syrups that you're putting on your pancakes, your sugar free syrups, or what you're stirring into your yogurts and the drinks you're making and all that stuff. It can soon add up to quite a reasonable amount of calories, despite you kind of feeling safe that you're having sugar free or calorie free feeds
1: yeah oh and and if you are at the point of where your calories are ridiculously low so you end up having three the, the zero monsters you have um loads of sweetener on everything and the low sodium on low sugar ketchups and stuff like that you could have easily had 100 150 calories in um something good it, yeah it, yeah yeah well yeah you could have had it you know that's a couple of slices of toast or whatever um or yeah you could have actually had something more filling uh, but also that that's probably 150 calories you didn't even know you had and then you have to take your food down even further which puts you at even more of a um shit place to be um just because yeah so just bear it in mind bear it in mind
0: i i, I don't know i feel like i probably just need to caveat it because i can imagine a lot of people who listen to us rant on about small details which they are I think we probably just need to be realistic. You know, some of these things are small details, and probably shit that most people don't even need to worry about. Because if you look oh, after gosh. the big blocks, these things probably don't matter. Let's let's be realistic. But there are also some fallacies here. I mean, certainly, I think the people that aren't educated in energy density of foods or kind of have ever really tracked or counted calories, there are some things there that we talked about in terms of things like high protein, low fat, low sugar, sugar free. People just associate them with health. And therefore, they can be eaten in unlimited amounts because they don't really know the energy density of foods. So I think that's that can be quite detrimental, um, can be quite damaging to people and their relationships with food. So yeah, okay, some of the stuff are silly little things, really, that we we probably shouldn't need to spend too much time on kind of going over. But on the flip side is some people, you know, like for the I F Y M crew, these things oh, these are all so obvious, why are you, you talking about these? But then it's not so obvious to everyone.
1: Yeah, and uh, it depends on kind of where you're at in the stage of dieting as well. So if you're somebody who – this is just like looking at my current client base. I've got uh, one client, Daryl, who is like 98 kilos. Not a fat guy or anything, but um, he's a big guy and he's got a lot to come off. Um, so him having things that are low sugar and not really accounting for it or you know, sugar-free and having – couple of hundred extra calories here and there it's it's not really going to impact him too much okay you might he might be losing just under a kilo instead of a kilo a week whereas you take somebody else like jack who's a couple of weeks out from this photo shoot and jumping on stage and he's ridiculously lean um and his body is fighting at every point to try and uh, remain some sort of balance of body fat um it, it's, it's going to make a huge difference these sorts of things um you know 100 calories for him is you know the difference between um, seeing a noticeable drop on the scales each day, or or not, um, especially yeah. as you know he's not in, potentially not in a five hundred calorie deficit, losing half half a kilo a week. Cause we don't really want to be doing that at this stage. So, um, yeah,
0: no, good point. It's definitely all relative or contextual as well. Yes. Have are we done, or did we say we're going to go more uh, I kind of touched sh- on energy free, energy induced, yeah. calorie free. Then didn't
1: I? But. And we've sorta of spoken about the natural and naturally sort of thing, you know, whether it's naturally occurring or not, still calories still gets digested by the same stomach, absorbed by the same intestines. Um, you know, you don't have a little filter that goes, Oh, this is natural, oh this was natural but has been processed, oh this is not natural at all. Yeah. Um that it all, all goes. That, in. that all, all falls into
0: the, the clean food fallacy of mm. if you know I, I read something the other day on someone's Instagram where um, they commented on a client's Instagram, sorry, I think it was. I'm trying to remember where I read it. I think it was basically someone commented on one of my client's Instagram about saying so how well they're done. And they'd asked, my client asked them, are they well or something? And their reply was, yeah, I'm trying to eat clean, blah, 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 but I'm not as dedicated as you. And it's like, you, this is where you're going wrong straight away, saying things yeah. like I'm trying to eat clean. You clearly don't understand the concept of weight loss or the principle of weight loss because you, you're not considering you know a calorie deficit energy density you're just trying to consider food quality or th- this type of stuff which we know which for weight loss doesn't matter um yeah. and obviously trying to look at that is then again just kind of misleading undermining and, and causes people to just not have the success that they should have
1: yeah unless your food's covered in bleach then it's not clean
0: no no absolutely
1: it's been very very well washed
0: i think um if you cover it in bleach probably argument a little bit too clean actually side note <laughs> um I was eating my uh, Tupperware Tony bro foods this morning, or this lunchtime. Um, I had a pot of my love, lovely your favourite root veg mash. I had a side accompaniment of some pulled chicken, some uh, Baxter's beetroot. It has to be Baxter's is the best pickled beetroot. Um, and some some green veg. And in the green veg was some broccoli that I'd cooked, and there was a dead caterpillar on it. <laughs> Poor little nice. bastard had been sawned to death.
1: It's <laughs> so, ag you, you boiled your veggies or steamed. I steamed it, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. Like,
0: clung on for, that was obviously that, was, that was, I think it had a little silk web at the back of it. Went clung on for dear life. <laughs> I was like, oh, I wonder how much of my broccoli that's been feeding on that I've already eaten. So I noticed. I say, I'm yeah. not even joking. It's the last bit of broccoli I was about to eat. I even nearly put it in my mouth. I opened my mouth and I was about to put it in. and I realized that what wasn't what I thought was a leaf was on it it. Wasn't it was a caterpillar.
1: <laughs> Did you eat it? Preaching? No, I
0: didn't. Thank God. It might, so think... might be high protein, but then it wouldn't be allowed to do that unless it was obviously 20% of its energy intake was protein.
1: Yeah, and uh, if it didn't have a label on it, then?
0: Yeah, actually, it's a fair point. If it doesn't have a label, then it can't be sold. So I should sue Tesco's really, shouldn't I?
1: <laughs> I bet people do, if they find stuff like that. You see, you do find the odd bug on, on your food, don't you? Um, but, I did uh, I
0: did complain yeah. on Twitter once as more of a joke, really. Um, I'm not even joking, uh, they asked me to take the packaging, so I guess they want to see the batch and you know where it's made and that type of yeah, thing. Yeah. take the packaging with the broccoli and the caterpillar back to the store. I was like, You're fucking joking, ain't you? So like, that's gone to bin meat. I'm not taking that back.
1: <laughs> God, yeah, right. yeah, that's funny. That's funny. I was like, What do you think um, I'm lying?
0: Do you think I'm not telling the truth? Or do you think I planted this caterpillar here and you want evidence of it? Christ, <laughs> talk about customer service.
1: Yeah, yeah, just just a photo suffice. Shortly,
0: yeah, <laughs> to be fair, he should have said, "Look, what what you want? You got you got an added nutritional element <laughs> to your food." Yeah, you, you got a bonus there.
1: <laughs> People have to go and arm celebrity for that kind of treatment.
0: I know, I know. He looked really cute as well. This little caterpillar, this little green one with a little cute little face. and I thought, poor bastard. Like I said, I wonder what he was like as the steam started coming through. Thinking, oh shit, it's getting hot in here.
1: <laughs> Hopefully he was dead before that, because otherwise yeah. that is a brutal way to go. Well,
0: I don't know. I imagine he probably was alive. Well, I don't know. Maybe he wasn't. I don't know. But I can. He's. I can only assume. Bear in mind the broccoli wasn't a fresh, loose one. That was in a sealed packet, so I can assume it was packed oh, yeah. in
1: there. Either that, or he was in your pot, living there. I don't think that, but you never know. You never know. <laughs> okay. Cool. I think we've smashed it.
0: Let's wrap it up. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything to else to talk about shout i don't think so i don't think so tell you what actually um although we'll probably be recording this soon for the 100th episode um has anyone got any ideas uh obviously i'm not going to give mine away yet if anyone's got ideas for content for the 100th episode then we've obviously had ed's idea of getting everyone together but we'll uh if anyone's got any content ideas that they want then get in touch
1: just in general for any podcast if you've got any questions or anything like that then yeah hit us up
0: yeah we had some really good questions actually in uh, one of our groups that I thought actually they would those would probably make quite good uh, topics that we haven't done or maybe a QA. and a so maybe we'll do that at some point soon as well
1: yeah yeah maybe we should try and do a couple of Q&A episodes every now and then with the uh, listener questions so if you have a question for the podcast then email us at info at com, subject podcast and we will get it in here unless it's something we've already covered then i'll reply to you uh with the episode number and, and all that and be <laughs> really helpful
0: good luck with that mate
1: oh I I keep, say, i've got to find it first I, was but... <laughs> say I keep
0: getting asked about stuff and i'm like oh we did an episode on that already and they're like can you link me to it and i was like no because i can't remember which one it is
1: uh, yeah, yeah. Check between episode one and episode ninety eight, you'll yeah, find it. Right. In fact, uh,
0: Nat said something the other day, didn't she? She said about um oh, I can't remember what it was now. She asked something, I said, Yeah, we've done an episode. She went, Oh, can you see me looking? I was like, Fuck, good chance of that
1: <laughs> <laughs> Above and Beyond. <laughs> well that's how we uh, roll
0: within the no nonsense Nutrition <laughs>
1: that's how we roll. Yeah, yeah. So yes, yeah, so email us info at NNN coaching.com and uh, we can answer your questions sweet me coolio
0: right bonjour
1: see you later Bye. Bye bye